Hi, this is Claudia Gray, the author of Lost Stars and Into the Dark, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Greetings, boss lady. A Utini Podcast Network production. Did you enjoy the show? It's impressive, wasn't it? Did you see me out there? Episode 198, Choose Your Racer. Behold and be amazed. On this episode, Corey experiences Venmo shock. Oh, I'm so sorry. You have a problem with droids, human? Wes expands his horizons. Impressive, is it not? And the Utini crew talks about the Bad Bat. Excuse me, I can't talk right now. It's time I prepare for the next race, which I'm going to win. And now, here are your hosts. If you want to win out there, offense is the best. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. We have a wipeout down in the pit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Force Utini Network podcast. Tonight, all about racing. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk about all of our favorite pod folks and a little Bad Batch along the way is the full cast and crew. Starting off with the man who knows a little more about racing than he did, I don't know, four months ago? Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, buddy. Hello. Hello. Wow, my video looks like atrocious butthole i'm sorry for that uh i'm having internet problems tonight guys so fair warning i'm probably gonna have a bunch of issues so we'll have to see yes i do know a lot about racing now i'm obsessed with formula one and i'm excited to talk about pod racing which is essentially formula one in star wars except only on poor desert planets and only (laughs) aliens participate and anakin's only they can win so you know just like formula one other than that yeah it's kind of the opposite, right? You got your people that buy the pods, but they don't do the racing because it's too dangerous. So it's all the rich people. Yeah, I get it. Um, I can't wait to watch Drive to Survive Pod Racer Edition on on Disney Plus. Mm. Um, yeah, it prints the That's money, right. Bob. It prints the money. Um, right. You know who else prints the money? Maybe I don't know. Doctor Charles Hankel. I had to get you a segue, man. Hi. Mm. All right. Um, please. If you are in any way associated with the U.S. government, do not come looking for me. I'm not printing any money. I'm earning all my money. And I'm also very excited to – it has taken us 198 episodes to talk about pod racing, guys. 198. That's unacceptable, but uh, I'm excited for tonight. Yeah, it has truly been horrific. If you've been here since the beginning, you know Charles has been banging the drum for pod racing and, you know, we, we got around to it. Some stuff happened. Some, a few Star Wars things happened in the min- meantime. But we're finally ready. And we're only ready tonight because we have the man who is the guy in our pit making sure everything works, taking the hydro spanner and zapping Jar Jar in the face with the little electro beam, Mr. Wes Jenkins. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, I... <sighs> I went through the whole list of the Boon to Eve classic racers, and I tried to find the one that I guess you could say that like had the that had the most ambition and the most what do you what do you tell somebody when they're they're not very good but you <laughs> but you you want them to feel good about themselves? They, they have, had potential. Oh, so they much potential. potential. That's what it is. <laughs> they they so try their potential. best. So that's that's what I am right now, and that's who my racer is. And if you can guess it in the chat. Then you know you're the winner for the day. I don't have any money. It's definitely the guy <laughs> whose nickname is Bumpy. That's right. 
Uh, well, tonight we are going to be talking about our favorite pod racers a little later in the episode. Before that, again, hello and welcome. If you're watching us on YouTube, hello. Uh, make sure you're liking the video, subscribing to our channel. If you're listening to us later on your podcatcher of choice, hello. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a great week. And no matter where you are, I want to tell y'all that episode 200 is coming up in two weeks. Two weeks from now, we have episode 200 of The Living Force, and we are going to be doing an all-questions episode of TLF. Make sure you can send us questions, DM us on Twitter, put them in our Discord channel and our Living Force podcast, email them to eric at utd.com, and uh, it can be about anything. Star Wars ideally, but you know what? It's 200 episodes. We've done all, a lot of stuff. Make us think about things we haven't thought about before. Uh, guys, what, what's a random question? That you think someone should ask us. You know, what do you want to put on the world? What are we going to talk about in episode 200? What would be an off-the-wall thing? Who would win between, in a fight between a grilled cheese and a taco? <laughs> what? Well, that okay, so that's, that's the, the bar. kind of stuff I'm looking for. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Charles. Uh, if you can bring that kind of energy to our email inbox or to the live show on, the, on February 6th uh, for the 200th episode. Yes. We'll see you there. What has Mace um, Windu been doing all this time? Oh, he's he's the, he's the owner of Windu's Windows. Exactly. Um, it's Not the, decomposing. The shop that he runs. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Bless his little heart. Uh, so we're excited for that. Email us, tweet us, Discord us, and we'll go through all those as we can. Tonight, I also wanted to give a little shout out to our social team here at Utini. Uh, we've been hiring a bunch of people as the year has gone on, and we have kind of a revamped, I would say, social team. And this week, we had easily our most popular tweets of all time. The Instagram game is killing it. So, like, I just wanted to shout out, because Utini is 40 people strong. It's not just us. But our social team is absolutely killing it. Um, and there's a specific tweet this week that went out that I loved. It was, if you could bring any character to live-action Star Wars, who would it be? And in honor of our social team working so hard, guys, I thought it'd be fun if we just answer that for ourselves. Uh, Charles, I know you put an answer on Twitter. Would you like to, to stay there for yeah. who you'd bring into live action? Who'd you say? Yeah, I stand by my answer. I did answer the tweet, and there was some agreement uh, out there because I said Ember. I said Ember, Belzettafar's charhound from the High Republic, and I said Bell could come along too. That's fair, but Ember is key. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, what about you? And bring anyone into live action because we, we're getting so many. Almost anyone's on the table. Uh, I want the Blade of Ordata in yes. live action. That's like a low hanging yeah. fruit, in my opinion. I mean, that dude is just something else. I mean, straight straight up. Like, I, I would really like to see. I mean, we're so excited to get more of his story, which has been delayed again, I believe. <laughs> right? Well, it's finally coming out this Wednesday. Hilariously, issue it's two finally coming out. Okay, issue two go. is of a few, but yes, we, we finally get another one Wednesday. So great timing, actually, on your part. Yeah, perfect. Yep, Porter <laughs> Angle, absolute king. Uh, Wes, how about you, buddy? Who are you bringing into live action? Uh, this is anybody, or is this from the High Republic only? Any? Oh, anybody. 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 Uh, well, anybody. Okay, so then I'm going to obviously pick Sifo-Dyas. Sifo-Dyas needs to come into live <laughs> yeah, action. There it is. <laughs> For sure. I somehow didn't see it coming, uh, but yeah. I mean, they could, do a, they could do a flashback to, you know, episode two when you have... Um, you can have Ewan McGregor there too. You can just put pull him back in to let's say the Mandalorian when they're just doing a flashback and he just does this, and then you have another 
flashback of him thinking about that, and there's Sifo Diaz. It's not you know you can cast anybody. You can cast me. You can cast me for Sifo Diaz. You know what he looks like. <laughs> Listen, everyone, we all know the power of internet campaigns. West for Sifo Diaz. Sifo D West, I think, is the name of the campaign. Sifo D West, I have all faith in you, and I would love Sign to see up. you on screen. Uh, for me, I'm gonna stick with mine that I said on the tweet as well. Uh, I want to thane Kyrell and Sienna Reed. I want to see. Ooh. Obviously, we want this Lost Star sequel would be great, but I think we got a lot of potential for them in in this whole like uh, post episode six, pre episode seven era that everyone loves right now. They're technically both still alive, and I think after aftermath, Empire's End, there's a lot of questions that you know if if uh, if a little x-wing pilot and a imperial that got kind of captured maybe could go into the unknown reaches and see what's going on um maybe that would be cool but i would love to see even even if it's just like a guy walks by and it's like oh lieutenant carell huh and that's it i'm good with that Mm. also i'm available um (laughs) i'm available so uh again thank you thank you to the utd social team and everyone that is having a good time uh on that it is a great great way to start our year now, a couple life updates. Uh, I want to talk about our weeks here. Uh, in the chat, I do want to talk about my life update, as everyone has kind of said here. I redid my office. If you're listening to us, um, I this was a blue wall with a couple of posters last couple weeks, and, and I was waiting uh, this weekend. Charlie went out of town, and I had caffeine late at night. So <laughs> I kind of went out a bit of a spree, and I hung a bunch of shelves and Fuggos behind me. Uh, I'm very, very stoked about these. I did... There is actually a third one above this, so I miscalculated it. So I have three shelves, so I'm going to put probably two more under this. And then there's also three of these up to – there's a very big thing um, is what I'm saying, and I'm very happy with it. So thank you for all the compliments in the chat. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm going to try to, like, move the Funkos around as as the shows go on. Maybe I'll bring a lightsaber on here. I did measure this to make sure it could fit a hardcover book. So as Mm. we talk about books, I can, like, bring a book in. So um, that was my week. And it was very fun. Um, do you also, have to, Morden, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. I was going to say, do you have to dust those the tops of those heads individually? Uh, you should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I definitely did when we moved. Every single time I packed a Funko, I, I dusted it off. So that that was like my big dusting of the it's year. Like that, but it's like that scene in Toy Story where that toy maker cleans the eyeballs of Woody with the little um, Q-tips. That was yep. the most satisfying yeah. scene oh. in all of the animation, I swear. That's exactly <laughs> how it is. It's exactly how it is, and it's arduous. But for right now, they should all be mostly clean. So happy about that. I got, cause I got my Bad Batch guys here, the Ahsokas, the Andors. And then behind me, I got like these little Target exclusive. I can't I spin my chair around here. My target exclusive, like, comic ones. So that's fun. Also, a quick Morden update for those who are following his surgery. Uh, today, he got his sutures out of his eye. Um, it healed perfectly. He's fine. And the mass in his eyeball was benign. So That's fantastic. He's all nice. good with, from an eye standpoint. He's, he's going to be on pain medication probably forever because he's old. Um, but thank you to everyone again for, for reaching out. And Morden is doing great. He is so happy. He's way more comfy. Now the cone of shame is off. Um, and to anyone, if you ever get told that you have to remove your dog's eye, it's a little freaky, but after a couple weeks, they're really happy and I'm so glad we made the decision. So all good in the Iverson household. Um, okay, Charles, I'm going to throw it to you because in our Slack in which we talk 
all the time to each other, uh, but yes. of course never about Wes's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Charles, you put pictures of your own construction project because I believe you also had caffeine late at night. Well, I didn't. That had nothing to do with caffeine. That had everything to do with Nicole's dad, who rolled into town and helped Hey-o. me for like five hours uh, mm. putting together my home gym. I had bought all of this equipment. I don't know, a couple months ago, and it, it's been sitting in boxes in my garage since then. And uh, the guys have been telling me I got to get this thing built. It finally happened this weekend, and I had my first workout earlier today. So when this show is over, yes. I'm going to wheel down the hallway in this chair because I cannot <laughs> walk down the hallway uh, to go to bed. But it felt good. Let this be a lesson, everyone. Uh, bullying your friends works. Because Corey right. absolutely just, like, you just barreled into Charles for months. I did. I can't remember what we were talking about earlier this week, and I was just like, dude, where the hell's that home gym at, bro? <laughs> I think it was yeah. while you were reminding him to do a, a different project. He was like, by the I way. Remember, I don't remember what we were talking about. But sometimes, sometimes we, got on the, we got on the topic of crapping on Charles, and I took my opportunity. So, you know, I mean, yeah. you got to do it's what you got to do with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it looks great. It looks great. And, and Charles, mm-hmm. as your new neighbor, I can't wait to come over and, and have a beer and look at your home gym. Um, <laughs> and just be like, mm, looks heavy. And that's it. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to do there. But it looks cool. Um, Wes, you also have new stuff? Did you also do new things this week? I, I, I'm I, surprised this podcast is even going on right now with what I did to the setup. So Don't I switched say computers. say that out loud. You I switched maybe? computers. What are you talking about? My camera's been shit since it started, Wes. <laughs> yeah, this has nothing to do. What I fault. did has nothing to do with your crap camera. Uh-huh. Um, so... <laughs> I, so in my in my genius uh, thinking, which is not genius at all, I decided to move all of my streaming stuff to the streaming PC. I have two PCs underneath my desk here. I have one that runs the stream, and then the other the other computer is supposed to be for when I play video games and I stream. I'm going to be some big time internet um, sensation, and that's never happened because I never turn it on. So. Um, <laughs> It's always just like, oh, that 15 minutes of prep is so much work. I don't want to do it. I just want to play the damn game. So I moved all the stuff to the streaming PC, and it's all set up, and I can't get the audio to work correctly on the gaming PC, blah, 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 blah. I also got a new monitor to help me with, like, color grading and color scales so I can do uh, thumbnails and stuff nice. for you, Teeny. Nice. Um, yes. It's much better because I was on a 1080p monitor um, it's wow. like a surprising. Yeah, and so I switched to a 1440p. I had a I have another I have a 1440p monitor as well, but I just never used it for color grading, which is stupid. So, I just got a lot of new tech stuff. I switched a bunch of stuff around. I'm glad the stuff is working. Um, but I also did a little workout um, this week and my girlfriend and I are both super sore. We can't move. We're going to we've been crawling since Saturday. Um, so I feel your pain, Charles. <laughs> See, I feel, I feel great. Afraid. I haven't. Eric feels <laughs> fine. I'm just saying, some of us can move today, and others of us worked out. So we'll see who's, who's correct here. Um, God, I'm also afraid to ask. Corey, did you build things? Change things? Kind of, actually. Week? Sort of related to Wes's thing too. Uh, Wes messaged me uh, like two weeks ago or last week, whenever that was, and was like, "Hey." Still looking for a forty ninety, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, dude." Okay. And, uh, so he bought one. I, I was just like, "Yeah, go ahead and buy it." And here's my address or whatever, and uh, just bill me on Venmo. And uh, I have to be honest. He sent me the bill on Venmo, and I had a split second of, 
oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Wes, had, he, Wes had already shipped it, so I was like, oh man, I can't back out of this now, but <laughs> this is a little out of my budget, I have to say. Uh, yeah, I was not expecting it. I really thought they were closer to like, I don't know, fifteen or sixteen hundred bucks. I didn't realize it was going to be like almost two thousand dollars for a mm-hmm. video card. And anyway, so I installed that this week. It was a, I know it hurt real bad. It was a terrible decision, and it was a great decision. Don't you ever say I that? I know, I know, <laughs> I know. So I, I I put all that together this week, and uh, it was an awful experience. One of the yeah. worst computer building experiences I've ever had. I like. I was working on the floor and I was getting really frustrated because none of the cables were working. And I like, I like sat down like on my, on my knee and my knee landed on the sharp corner of like a, of like a piece of of one of the cables that gets plugged into the PSU. And I have like a, like a seven inch long gash in my shin now, like below my knee. Like it, it really messed me up. Like it hurt me really bad. Like I was bleeding everywhere. It was a disaster, but anyway, my frame rate is fantastic now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know. Okay. Okay. So if you're in the chat and you also bled this week, I don't know. Let us know. I hope that everyone else is doing okay. Um, well, I mean, rad though, because that being said, if, if any of y'all that are listening have ever tried uh, to get a 4090 in the last, I don't know, how many years now? Like, the uh, fact that years? half – It was like – It came out in, like, when did it come the out? end of November. November, October, yeah, something like that? Yeah, feels like years. Vi- <laughs> okay, video cards as a whole in the last couple of years, I feel yeah, like have been – That part is that's true. true. Okay, that's true. fair. Yeah. But happy for you, uh, everyone. Any good vibes about all of us not getting injured the next week would be great because apparently we need them. Um, but yeah. hope everyone else is doing well, and I'm glad that uh, y'all made it to the show. Frankly, uh, I, I guess kinda, I, I am pretty tough. sore because on Sunday, I guess that was yesterday, mm-hmm. I played a lot of video games yesterday, and I stayed <laughs> oh in bed a little too long. So my lower back has really been bothering me pretty much all day Ooh, today. That'll so do it. That'll it. do I hate it. it when that happens. You know, you just lay in bed and play <laughs> video games, and you can't walk the next day. I just <laughs> yep. you know, hey, my my it. my left leg <laughs> got pretty sore. I'm like, is this a clot? I can't be clotting. It wasn't that long, but you know. <laughs> I sat and watched the playoffs all day, so I'm like, well, I got I to gotta get up and walk. I got to go get beer and then come back to the couch. Like, there's a whole thing. So. I commend you for worrying that you might have had a blood clot and not texting me or Corey to ask if you might have had a blood clot. <laughs> if I ever text you, hey, do I have a blood clot, and I don't, you'll never let me forget it. You'd be like, this idiot. Because I know there's a separate chat that doctors have with their friends that are like, Guess what my idiot friend thought they had? He thought he had Melissoa pitosis and he clearly had Patia Catadia. Like, what an idiot. Like Charles and I have those conversations in our group chat in front of you. <laughs> yeah, what that's, that's what about? we say to your face. That's valid. <laughs> Everyone, I gotta let me let me tell you. Weston, I think you would agree with me on this. If you aren't in a group chat with two doctors, I highly recommend it. Because every once in a while, they just go back and forth and there's a lot of words <laughs> that happen. And yeah. you just get to like guess what they mean. Like, yeah, it happens to me all the time Charles for sure. On, yeah. The curbside Charles on like random patient problems. Like, hey, man, I got this guy. Wes and Charles and Eric are just, or Wes and Eric are just like, what the hell is going on here? Although Wes knows a lot, actually. It's pretty wild how much Wes knows about medicine. It's pretty alarming, to yeah. be honest. Damn, sorry, Eric. Like, <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, I've yeah. never had to like staunch a wound in a deer stand, which I assume at some point you've had to learn like a couple of times. There's no, there's no cell service in the next five counties. We gotta save this guy. So, anyway. Glad you all are here, but mostly, I'm glad for our Patreon community. Everyone uh, 
on our Patreon at patreon.com slash utini. We want to thank you for your continued support of everything we do here. All this nonsense is only possible thanks to all of you. Uh, so thank you for helping us plan our year. We have a lot of great uh, projects coming down the road. I will say, I don't, even, I don't think I've told you guys this, um, Charlie and I have begun recording Ghost Crew episodes again that, we're, that we are bundling and we'll be releasing on Patreon later on this year. Thank you all so much for your patience on that, but that's coming down the road. Um, and also, a plug to all of our patrons, current and former. Our very own lovely Timothy Guthrie recently sent out a survey um, with a bunch of various questions that we would like to compile by the end of, I think, this week. So I think you have to, like, Sunday, he said, to do that. Um, but it would really help us out a ton to kind of see uh, what kind of content we want, what kind of events we want to do. Um, any and all feedback from Patreon is actually super helpful to us um, as a community. So if you are a patron, go ahead and check your messages um, and check out that survey. And we would love uh, any and all help from you guys. That would be great. All right. Wes? We have one quick thing, but I think it's worth a Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup! Alright, not a ton of Star Wars news this week, but one very important thing that happened quite literally as we got off the air last week. We did receive the trailer for Season 3 of The Mandalorian during Monday Night Football. Um, and actually, the four of us stayed on this call and just watched it together, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I wanted to give a couple shout-outs. Number one, to our buddy JG over at the site who put up a wonderful article about things that you may have missed in the trailer. Uh, JG was on that, like, crazy super fast. And then, Corey, you actually recorded a video on this very YouTube channel about stuff in the trailer. So, and it was very well done. I gotta say, you had Thank your you. new setup. You sounded good. You looked good. Um, and it was actually very good info, man. So, Thanks, man. That was fun. It's pretty it wild that, uh... Somebody commented this. Somebody commented under it too. Something like, "Oh my God, the Senate" or something like that it was funny. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> but I have not done any YouTube content ever for Utini, which is pretty funny considering how often I'm on camera with you guys. So yeah, you and yeah, I are pretty strictly like Facebook that. Live kind of guys, you know. I, know, man. Was back, I was gonna, I was gonna say the only video content I've ever really produced is very old and very bad. I look like a ten year old in all the video content. So it was great. Yeah. Medicine but this was great. This was good stuff. <laughs> and I really liked uh, I really liked the trailer, and I thought it'd be fun uh, just for us to kind of go through and talk about some of our favorite bits. I think there was some yeah. really cool stuff in the trailer. We saw a lot of new things. We saw Order 66 again. And did you guys know there's a weird, like, there's, like, a subsection of the internet that is, like, doesn't like that we keep getting Order 66 stuff? What? Why? Yeah, like, do we need... I, I I don't know. It's only like one of the most important events in galactic history, and I feel like we it's traumatic. <laughs> yeah, people don't want to go yeah. through that again. Okay, great. I yeah, think, so that's not that, us, guys. I don't know. I think people maybe just like want something to complain about with everything. I mean, it, with Andor, the best things that people could complain about was like there was the whole screws and bolts scandal with Star oh God, Wars, right. which was pretty goofy, <laughs> right? Like, Do they care about Star Wars? There's yeah, nothing. It was, it was strange. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I don't know. It just feels like maybe that's just reaching for something, but I don't know. I can't imagine being uh, being upset to get more episode or uh, Order 66 stuff. And honestly, yeah. we haven't gotten that much, to be honest. Every time no. we get it, it's only tiny little flashes yeah. or scenes. Like, really, a, the like Ahsoka's episode in you know the Clone Wars Season 7 is really the only real mm -hmm. Order 66 stuff we've ever gotten, truly. And mm -hmm. Yeah. To that you know, extent, we have like flashbacks, yeah. you know, like the uh, was Law it the Kenobi, the, in Kenobi when we got yeah. Hayden mm -hmm. coming in, but like, yeah. you know, that's it. That's all you get though. Yeah. Just tiny little things. Like I would like to see it 
really explored on screen. Yeah, I want more. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I want to see a whole – I mean, that's just a really rich, rich event that is more legend than anything. I would love to get some more content around that to see it yeah. extended. I want to see what happened – like – like, were all the Jedi Council killed off in Episode 3? I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but this came up. Were all the Jedi Council killed in Episode question. 3? Well, I don't about know that, 33% by Sidious within, like, seven seconds. Right. Mm. Yeah. So we, got the, we have those couple members. Yeah. Yariel Poof is... We don't know what happened to them, right? I don't, Who, I don't know. There's a, of, there's a bunch of people. Yad, Yaddle yeah, was Wes's entire fantasy team basically is unaccounted no. for. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. They died of old age. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were napping. They were like, exactly. hey, what happened? <laughs> um, but also, that whole, like, we saw lightsabers in the trailer, which was really cool. And we don't know that there are 66. I, um, mm, we were yeah. watching it. Um, I was watching it with Charlie, and she was like, oh, is that, like, a flashback maybe to the Darksaber? Like, that mythology. I'm like, yeah. Maybe. That would be awesome. Like, I think there's so many possibilities. But yeah. what were some of your guys' um, other favorite moments in the trailer? We got a lot of cool stuff. A um, uh, lot of jetpacks. I was yeah. loving the jetpacks because yeah. that I find – well, I found all those shots really impressive. I mean, I thought the, the short clips that we saw looked really good. I don't know. Are they still doing everything in the volume or not? But whatever they're doing, it looked like it was working. Yeah. It, it had like a uh, – almost like a, a – like the Battle of Normandy siege kind of thing where like the boats kind of go down. They had the thing just open and the jetpacks just go flying yeah. paratroopers coming out. I'm like, this better be epic as it looks. Cause I think this is going to be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think it's going to be, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I still, I still have to say as weird as this sounds almost blasphemous as this sounds like, like of all the live action stuff that we have already gotten and are going to continue to get, Mandalorian is weirdly the thing that I'm sort of the least excited about. As awful as that sounds, I'm like, with you, man. Really? I'm actually with you. It's, it I feels weird, but I'm I I weirdly agree. It's just like I don't I don't know. It's just something about the show. Maybe they just maybe Grogu has just been shoved down our throats mm-hmm. a little too much. That maybe I'm maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but it seems like. He's there as like well, using the story, force, doing crazy stuff. I know, exactly. That show has just not really moved forward in a way that I was hoping it was going to move forward. So, like, I hope that this season really turn, turns that around. It looks like yeah. it's going to heavily focus on Mandalorian lore, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see how that how that goes. I'm, I'm I, still I, kind I, of I weirdly – sorry, go ahead, Charles. Oh, I just want to say I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the Mandalorian is still so uh, intent on, like, whatever you call it, being forgiven for his sins of being seen without his helmet on. Like, it feels like he's yeah. past that. Yeah, I have to go um, to Mandalore. I'm like, yeah. not for that, though. Yeah. I know. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> just just have a good time. I, I, I do also like um, this is going to be our second show in a row, right, where we're getting live-action Coruscant. And, like, as yes. friends yeah. of the Sith fans, we're all about that, man. Yes. That, that planet rocks. Like, just straight up. Yeah, there's just so it. much you can do with that planet, and they've just barely yeah. touched it. They showed some of the traffic, and if you squint in the background, you can see Mace Windu still falling. <laughs> still falling. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Easter eggs cool. are fun. Hey, Charles, that's the best Easter egg of 2023. <laughs> it's going to be Mace Windu still falling in The Mandalorian. Oh, but yeah, we're very excited about that. Of course, if you want to see the whole trailer and you haven't watched it yet, I, I don't believe you. Of course <laughs> you did. Uh, but also go check out Corey's video on it. Check out JG's article on it over at utini.com and let us know what are some of your favorite things you saw in The Mandalorian Season 3 and what can't you wait for. Of course, we have other things we can't wait for over here, including The Battle of Jeddah, the script book of the audio drama that's coming out on Valentine's Day, February 14th, and... 
a book that I will say I just got my advanced digital copy of, I haven't started it yet, Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Maggs, March 7th. Um, I got the email this weekend, and uh, I'm reading another book right now. And my problem is, whenever I'm reading a non-Star Wars book and I get an advanced copy, this is First World Problems, I get it. I always stop that book and read the Star Wars book, and then I never go back. So I'm trying to, like, finish the book that I'm reading. Um, but, I mean, when you got Cal Kestis in your inbox, it's uh, it's very hard. But make sure, everyone, you're going to pre-order those over on the utini.com release schedule. The most up-to-date release schedule you will find on the entirety of the Star Wars internet. And that's a fact. <laughs> All right. So enough about books. Let's talk about pod racing. Um, <laughs> but first, we're going to talk about sh- <laughs> race- racing. It's working. Um, we're going to talk about one thing before that, though, and that is the Bad Batch. As you all may remember, we have moved uh, our Bounty Hunt content, where we used to cover all the extra shows, into Living Force, because it was all of us talking about it anyway. So I want to get your guys' vibes in the last episode of the Bad Batch called Faster. Um, there will be light spoilers ahead, of course, as we talk about it. Um, this is a tech-heavy episode, uh, which we have actually haven't gotten before. And mm-hmm. after we were so high on episode three, particularly that Crosshair Cody episode, um, what did you guys think about episode four? I thought it was a little more back to form. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fun. I just had a, a good time with it overall. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I was very pleased to see racing in some shape or form brought back into this. I am a little disappointed, honestly, that uh, they just didn't do pod racing. I don't know That's what my question. it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Star Wars storytelling does not want to touch pod racing. Like, what is up with that? There's like, some big project in the works, bro. Like a quadrilogy of movies. I don't know. <laughs> is so, that what Ryan I, Johnson's I, been doing this whole time? He's yeah, like, I'm doing exactly. pod racing dibs. You can't touch no. it. I yeah. noticed this on the on the pod racing Wikipedia page earlier. There's like an appearances section at the bottom of, of Canon under pod mm-hmm. racing. And there's only like, I don't know how many think. 15 references or something yeah. like that on this. That's that's insane to me. This was Dude. like a, isn't that scene like 20 minutes in Phantom Menace? It's yeah. really long. It's yeah. long. Do you think it's because sure. if, so here's my theory about it. Because obviously this episode eventually tech goes in the riot racers, which is like, it's more so, it's kind of like more like Mario Kart than pod racing to an extent. Cause they got like weapons that makes and sense. stuff like that. <laughs> um, you know, it's Mario Kart and uh, tech has to, fly it at the end and he is technically a human and i'm like are they just afraid that if they put any human in a pod it will just un- immediately like delegitimize anakin's like humans can't do it but i can because i'm a jedi like is that mm. really that big of a deal that they're like i mean there would be internet pushback i'm sure about yeah. it because like his tech and jedi is he forces yeah. it <laughs> yeah i mean it less less has made people angry than that so that came from that came from the mouth of like a nine-year-old that said that he's the only human that can do it that doesn't mean jack squad right (laughs) (laughs) anything anakin said is is pretty sus yes he also said really yeah i know he said i'm the only human that can do it this kid lives on lives in like you know third world country of a planet and he's absolutely convinced he's the only kid in the galaxy that can do it ever i call i call call bullshit on that all right Although, uh, in this episode, obviously, Tech does a great job. He uses his smarts and, and analyzes the track and does all the stuff to win, and it's great. Um, but before that, we have a, a droid. Uh, was it Timo? Um, who's actually voiced by Ben Schwartz, who, folks that may not know him, he's, he was on Parks and Rec. 
He's been on um, the After Party. He's a stand-up comic. Um, very recognizable voice if you've seen him and stuff. What did you guys think of him? Because he was a bit of a, a bit of I a zanier him. character. He was a smartass. I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> he was, yeah. I he liked was... him too. But I also weirdly liked when he got taken out out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, twice, that dude. part was, that was fun really too. funny. Freaking twice. That yeah. killed, they, they killed this Mid-sentence. character off two times in the show. Like that was. I like that wild. his his face Again, would flip you around. Tell you. <laughs> Did y'all know his face would flip around yeah, like flip his body around. didn't have to? I liked <laughs> yeah. that. It's, it looked like, um, do you know, like if you ever go to New York and you try to look at the uh, the um, Statue of Liberty from like far distance and they have those they have those uh, like viewfinder things that are mm-hmm. like binoculars oh, yeah, yeah. and those things flip back and <laughs> oh forth? God, that's, that's what it looks like. like. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> what it's like. inspired by, 100%. Yeah. You know, I was a, I'm a big fan of the droid design, actually. That was a key thing I really wanted to talk about with you that guys. Cool. It's like, this is one of the most creative droid designs I think we've seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. We don't get a lot of variation in droids, right? We get mm-hmm. something slightly different. Like, what's the droid in Andor, the little short droid that everybody loved? B2 Emo? B2 Wait. Emo. Yeah, yeah, I see him. He's up there. There yep, he is. Right there. There you go. Yep. <laughs> B2 Emo. Yeah, that, he's a unique droid, but, like, also kind of more the same, right? He's kind of that short, fat, you know, yep. body shape. Rolly. That, like, R2-D2 a little bit. Yeah. But this guy was weird and unique. His, his face spun around. Yeah. Like, he was a smartass. Like, his arm joints are kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. We've just never seen a droid like this. Oh, his his chest looks like engine parts yeah it looks like a twin turbo engine or something something. yeah Yeah. and and much like 3po you know he's got the one arm that's a different color you know you know who would love a black series of this on our team nathan nathan i love you this is nathan to a t collects all the weird black series like this is one one. that i feel like because of all the different colors and the uniqueness would be such a cool toy um that i doubt they'll make because they just stopped (laughs) making star wars toys for a bit for some reason um but yeah i thought he was fun and I like that we got. To, I like that we got to see him win a race first and be good. Like, did it just say, "Oh, he's the best," and then he was just comedic? Like, no, he's really good. And the only way yeah. to beat him is by cheating and then blowing him up. Um, which <laughs> it was, did, I thought, it did make me laugh that uh, this episode came on the heels of us talking about how we want to know, like, what is the big picture for this season? Yeah. You know, we had like yeah. all that conversation, and then it was like, "Hey, yeah. riot racing." <laughs> the Bad Listen. Batch in the show. They were like, oh, they're doing something yeah. else. And it wasn't even yeah, like a big deal what they were doing. They were, oh, they were transporting no. Nerf nuggets. Like, basically yeah. taking chicken nuggets <laughs> to this stoner on DoorDash. And they're like, oh, Hunt is gone. Sorry. Hunter had to pick up a second job. <laughs> Could be here. Can you imagine Echo yeah. being like, your driver is here. But did, you, did y'all notice in the beginning that somebody straight up died in this episode? Like... A yes! person in the crowd. <laughs> oh yeah, got saw. shot and this like he got shot right in the chest, and they all looked yeah. and watched him die, and then oh, turned shit. around and watched the race some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they were like, uh, "The riot racer track is not responsible for any uh, injury or death that may occur during the race." And I'm like, "Whoa, that's cold blooded!" Like, all right. <laughs> so the the uh, the crowd is involved as well. It's almost like like you're at the front row of uh, when you go to. Uh, what if you go to like Sea World or something, and you're gonna get splashed with water by the whales and the dolphins? <laughs> but this is exactly it. This is a little more. Set, this is a little more intense. The, the dolphins and the whales have guns, so like <laughs> it's exactly like that. There's the sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. Um, yeah, I liked I liked all that. I thought it was really fun. I think the animation of it all was great. I mean, the racing was cool, and one of the things I really loved 
Um, on Twitter, uh, one of the sound designers pointed out that none of the sounds were repurposed pod racer sounds. These were all actually original sounds for this episode. And I, because yeah. when I watched it, I think we all kind of assumed, oh, it sounds like the pod racers is probably just using those yeah. files. But it was all original stuff to make them sound more, you know, uh, like diesel engine stuff rather than the pod racers. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for in general. Like, I love the creativity of you know, new racing types and stuff in Star Wars. And it makes sense that there are lots of different type of races. But, like, at the same time, if pod racing is supposed to be like Formula One, that's going to be the thing that everything is based off of. So it's right. like, it's, <laughs> right. a little, it's a little goofy to me that, that, that pod racing has been reinvented, like, ten times over and over again. Yeah. Like, we have, we have swoop back racing from KOTOR. We have swoop bikes, yeah. We have riot racing. What other racing mm-hmm. can you guys think of? There's a, there's a lot of racing like, types. Well, there was speeders the as a whole. Like, thing, yeah. the animals on racing. Canto Bite. Were, I mean, that yeah. was racing, yeah. right? Yeah. But it wasn't an actual yeah. speeder. <clears throat> like the yeah. Fathiers. Yeah. yeah. There's, 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 there's another one I'm thinking of, too. Is it a book or something? There was, like, we, we've had this conversation before. We're oh, like, yeah. Yeah, this is really cool, but what about pod there was one in a <laughs> There was one in a Legends book Anakin did down in, like, the sewers of Coruscant. I can't remember what it was. They would wear, like, uh, some kind of wings or something or jetpacks or something. Yeah, it's just – it is weird because it, it's kind of like that thing. Whenever you're doing an homage of something – the, the rule of thumb is that what you're doing has to be as good as what you're homaging or better so that people aren't automatically thinking, hey, I'd rather be watching blank. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's one of the downfalls of this is like, this is really cool, but you are making me think of pod racing. So I would rather just be watching pod racing. Thanks to Jared in the chat. That is Rogue Planet. You were thinking Rogue, it's Rogue Planet. Planet. Yeah. Great call. Um, one of the things I did want to ask, though, about the plot of this episode here before we get into our love of pod racing um, the, the big guy who's like the, um, he's a mixture between, uh, that, that Tusk guy in Force Awakens, but yeah. he's like wearing Cal Kestis's like jumpsuit from, uh, Fallen Order. Um, he, he and Sid had a history and he told him like, oh, don't trust Sid. You know, she's gonna stab you in the back or whatever. Like, is, is that a plot point we think is going to keep going? Like, is that like that Sid is going to sell so. them out? I hope Blake it does so. because, Probably. quite frankly, I am kind of tired of Sid. I, I don't, we don't oh, need her, how right? How dare you? I know, I know. It's blasphemous. Uh, but I, I don't really yeah. think we need her. I think <laughs> I think she's holding the plot back, quite frankly. Yeah. Here's, here's my question. Do we have a reason to trust Sid? I mean, aren't, isn't the Bad Batch kind of like her indentured servants right now? Like, why why do we like Sid? She's yeah. not she a good person. not sold yet, I guess. But she's not a good it? person. She's like forcing them to do all these no. dangerous things mm-hmm. to make her money. Yeah, it's a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the the absence of of backstabbing someone, I guess, doesn't make someone a good person. Like that's like <laughs> not a low, the bar. It's a low bar to be. Eric's I haven't friend, betrayed guys. you, so huh? Humanitarian <laughs> of the year. Um. So yeah, Jared, I know you're you're also not a fan of Sid. Uh, I think honestly, if if. Sid has to go out in a blaze of glory, like, sacrificing herself for the Bad Batch, and they're like, all right, now we have to go on in, in honor of Sid. I mean, great, awesome. Huzzah. Use her as a plot point. That's fine. If you're going to kill off Sid, you better bring in Danny DeVito to voice a different character <laughs> to replace her, to bring the Matilda stuff full circle. That's all I have to say. That the Matilda-verse. And there was, a, there was a moment where Sid just, like, sat back and was like, wow, these guys actually really do care about me. Maybe I shouldn't send them off to their death every week and seemingly get money for <laughs> All it. The time. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we'll see where that goes. I, I think it was it was a nice episode. I, I had a good time with it, but I, I did like that it was a one and done, so we can kind of get yeah. back to something. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, it, I bet this was an expensive episode to produce, though. Oh, I had yeah. To guess. Oh, yeah. The sound design and stuff they had to do, and I was very yep. impressed with the, the art style. The um, I especially noticed it in the tunnels. Like, the first time yep. we saw those tunnels, they kept going through. There's all that, like, excuse me, all those holographic, like, imagery and stuff on the mm-hmm. walls. Like, yeah. That was really cool and, and fancy, and the stadium was was really well designed. Like I don't know, there was a lot of little subtle details in yeah. uh, in this episode that were a lot to appreciate. I don't know. I mean, I'm just continually blown away with this animation style. I hope we I hope we get more shows that exist in this sort of animation universe. Like it's almost yeah. becoming a universe at this point because we have oh, two yeah. shows now with the same stuff. So like I don't know. I'm I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for. Uh, the boundaries to keep getting pushed is what I'm trying to say with, with this animation style, because it just gets better every single week. Yeah. Let me see here. What's the, cause we have all, all the, all the titles, right? So this was called faster. Mm-hmm. Not the most, not the smart. Yeah. I say episode five is more intense. Episode five is entombed. So I was close. I feel like that's going to be creepy. That is kind of more intense. Right. <laughs> that is a, intense. I agree. Part of the mummy, except, <laughs> oh my god bring Brendan Fraser into animated Star Wars let's do it get that Oscar <laughs> nomination and also go into animated Star Wars uh, that would be great uh, but of course this episode was good I think we all do agree it could have been better with pod racing and before we get into like our, our main little game this week which again Link Force 4.0 we're bringing in more games because uh, let's have fun with our Star Wars I wanted to talk about pod racing as a concept because I think there is a, uh, I guess not our corner of the internet, maybe, but there is a section of the internet that for the last 20 years has made fun of the pod racing scene being so long and having this like, like Messiah-esque uh, amazing space fantasy story being interrupted by a 20-minute drag race. <laughs> Um, Dude, have you seen but we love it. Menace? Like the like, twenty-minute pod race is a break from the terrible storytelling <laughs> that is the Phantom. Menace. All right, that's 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 a little bit of an exaggeration, but I said it for emphasis. But no, those people are objectively wrong. <laughs> There's no it's, way around it's it. It's slap. The pod race is probably my yeah. favorite part of the movie, other than I the duel. I think so too. Yeah, I think and I want- that is almost a universal opinion too. It seems yeah. like so. I, I just can't believe that anybody would have that to say. Yeah, it's wild because it's so fun. And and bef- and Charles, I wanna I wanna hear from you specifically because as you said at the beginning of the show, you've been banging that drum for pod racing for 198 episodes. <laughs> so what is it about even the idea of pod racing that you you legitimately like not a bit not like you legitimately do want so much in more media and more references? Like what makes it so good for you specifically? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the racing in and of itself lends itself very well to just exciting storytelling, right? I mean, like, do you like the Fast and Furious movies? Yeah, well, here's that, but Star Wars, and they did it first, right? Like, actually, I don't know which one was first. Uh, But anyways, no, I mean, racing in general is fun. I mean, there's high stakes. You understand what it is. It's not, with pod racing in particular, it's very dangerous too, right? So it's not just... Like, who's going to win this race? But it's like, who's going to win by just surviving? Uh, so that's that's a part of it, too. We know that George Lucas, you know, is a big racing fan, right? Like, he made American Graffiti. He was huge into muscle cars and all that kind of stuff. So that was his, I think, little way to inject a little bit of that into 
the saga. And to be honest with you, I think the fact that you mentioned earlier that mostly only aliens can do it, if that's true, that little factoid made the pod racing scenes almost as important as like the cantina scene. I'm sure someone out there is going to just like hate me for saying this. But, like, there Speak were so many wonderful aliens, like, yeah. so many cool new point, types man. of ships. I mean, like, like shot for shot in terms of new stuff in Star Wars, that is one of the best. Um, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just incredible. The different pods, all the different sound design is just incredible with those. Um, I mean, look, it's two – it's normally – Right, uh, Corey. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't watch Formula One. Normally, there's one engine, yes, and it's on the inside of the car. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to give us some technical stuff that was nope, just going to just technical. Just one engine inside yep. the car. And George, in his infinite wisdom, said, "What if there were two, and they were outside the car, and you're just attached by a string, and the engines are just attached by a lightning bolt? How about that? <laughs> How do you not love that? It's more like it's more like." Four Formula Damn. One, except chariots. <laughs> chariots. Yeah, it is kind of like chariots. It's yeah. Ben Hur meets Formula One. That's Come exactly on, it it's, it's awesome. Different. Which is Ben Quadraneros. Right. <laughs> also, also, can we all agree? And this is a retor- this is almost rhetorical because duh, um, pod racing is the reason that we got one of the coolest video games of the late yes. '90s, which is Episode One Pod Racer. Yes, yes. Yeah, that absolutely. game. The game was fantastic. Was so good. Game. It's still good, actually. It's still, like, I gotta, I gotta I, download. I one played it a little while ago because I tried really hard to get it working on my sim rig, and I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the. There's a That's problem because a the game is so old, and the way they ported it. There's a yeah. problem that like it doesn't detect controllers. Like it has try, you only play with the mouse and keyboard. It doesn't detect a mm. controller. It's like I don't know. I've read a lot about it, but like so I couldn't get it to work <laughs> with my. My steering wheel. I really tried to make it work, and I couldn't. I spent like three hours on it. So the you last time we talked about it on the show, yeah, the last, it was like this was like two months ago or something. Yeah, last time we talked about it on the I show, have, I spent like three hours that night, like trying to make it work, and I couldn't get it to do it. I wonder if the CD-ROM would help would make it play better because I have I still have it from ninety. <laughs> oh I, I also played. I still have my <laughs> I still have my original copy. Of the yeah, game. I don't know if you can install it. That's the problem. But, uh, I played it on PC as well with like a crappy like Best Buy something, but I did it with controller as a kid, and I know yeah, it's on like you know on PlayStation now, but like this this was also how you know I learned the rules of sports by playing games like NHL and NBA. I learned that by playing the video games, mm. and it was, with pod racing, that's how I learned who any of these guys were was just in the game, and I knew their stats and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's true. That was one of the inspirations for tonight was. Not only did we get riot racing this week, but we thought we needed we need to showcase the better form of racing, which is pod racing. And I thought it'd be fun for each of us to act as like a sponsor, right? Because in racing, you got, you got the teams and the companies that like buy the sponsorships. So each of us tonight are going to sponsor a racer, and we're going to educate all of us about your racer and tell us why we, as the living force, should put all of our resources into sponsoring this racer for the Boonta Eve Classic. And I don't think there's anyone more worthy. To start this, then of course the master of pod racing himself, <laughs> Dr. Charles Hankel. Who, in your opinion, should the Living Force be sponsoring for the 2022-2023 pod racing season? Okay, okay. There's only one answer to this question, and that is Dud Bolt. Guys, I chose Dud Bolt. 
why did I choose this guy? It, I might as well ask why didn't I, why wouldn't you choose this guy? I mean, I, first of all, look at him. It, it, he's, he's basically with a helmet. He's basically a warthog in space, which means that he's Jared's favorite alien. Uh, his Absolutely. name is basically Dude. His first name is basically Dude. And his last name <laughs> has something to do with Lightning, and he's a racer for a living. So he's oh got, like, God. the next best racing name behind Lightning McQueen ever invented, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> best tag team. Yeah. Now, he's a Vulpterine. That's what he actually is. And so you can see, like, his antennae on his little snout. That supposedly is his anatomic advantage or like evolutionary advantage that made him a good pod racer when they were trying to design all the pod racers for episode one they were trying to come up with little things about these species or these characters that would mean hey this is why they're good at racing like it makes sense not anyone can just do this so that was his little thing there um, it looks like a growth I don't know that it helps him at all. <laughs> well, you might need to get that removed <laughs> after the season. Need to snip that They're, thing maybe off. Maybe they with a pair work of like windshield wipers on the goggles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that second of all, I, his pod racer, um, his pod racer is one of the cooler pod racers. I think like they're all pretty awesome. But his is the Vulpterine three twenty seven. All right, so it's made on his home planet because remember he is a Vulpterine. So, local guy, local you know, guy. Yeah, you gotta guy. love a guy that doesn't forget where he comes from. <laughs> He's right? a local kid, you know, grew up loving the sport. <laughs> and his his engines are the ones that look like hair clippers. You remember those? You're the ones they've they got like, like the the serrated fronts oh. and they're slanted down. Oh, it literally yeah. looks like two hair clippers. Wes, that I are know you're searching for it right now. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but anyways. Third of all, fun fact for you guys, this is the only pod racer I know of from The Phantom Menace who uh-huh. made an appearance in multiple Star Wars films. Did you know this? Multiple no, Star Wars films. Dud Bolt, his racer can be seen on one of the TVs in the Outlander Club in Attack of the Clones. He's in another oh, race close. on the TV. Wow. What? Yeah, he yeah. finished, didn't he? <laughs> Technically. Dudbolt, uh, well, Dudbolt crashes. Doesn't Dudbolt crash? I'm pretty sure he Whoa! crashes. Don't those look like I hair clippers? I forgot about this pod. <laughs> they do look like hair clippers. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. What is that? Like a, like a Mad Max yeah, Fury a, Road. Is that like a, a, great, like a three guard, four guard? I don't know. But he'd be anyways. a great sponsor for Manscaped. You just put Manscaped on there. <laughs> <laughs> Dudbolt for Manscaped. Just put Manscaped on each of them. Like, just on top of each of the pods. Well, right, I've got way cooler than I remember. I've got <laughs> some more fun facts about this guy too. Hit because it. as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to convince you guys to uh, pick this guy just from fun facts. So he actually, uh, if you bring all the legends material in, he is Sebulba's kind of right hand man. Actually, he uh, he was basically his race bodyguard, if you will. He would kind of sit at the back of the pack and take people out for Sebulba because we all know Sebulba cheats. But eventually they had a little falling out, and Dudbolt went off on his own and actually was very successful as a racer on his own. Won plenty of races, sent plenty of, uh, or made plenty of course records. So he's a great racer. He's a great racer. Don't, don't just take what happened in the Phantom Menace as you know, his skill. Now, despite his awesome name of Dudbolt, he actually had a lot of different names through the different iterations of the Phantom Menace script, and one of them was Bazi Barada, and that name was accidentally used in Terry Brooks's uh, Phantom Menace novelization. 
Because I guess maybe he was writing it while the scripts were still, you know, being revised. Wow. And so Bazi Barada is mentioned in the novel, even though that is supposed to be Dud Bolt. So that's fun. Wow. Oh. And here's, here's one of the coolest things, I think. Um, Wes, can you pull up the first picture of Mr. Bolt once again? Mr. Bolt. Mr. Mr. Bolt, as he's known. Put some respect on his name. So Dud Bolt was one of two of the pod racers who was actually a practical puppet. Two out of, I think there were 18. Um, we know that George was really pushing a lot of the technology in terms of the CGI characters, but we also know the fun facts, right, about how everyone in the audience for a lot of the far back shots was painted Q-tips, right, mm-hmm. in the that, audience. Right? So, so there was cool. a lot of practical too, but Dud Bolt was one of two of the racers that was a puppet, and he even has a little featurette. Do you guys have that Blu-ray Star Wars Complete Saga box set? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. There's yeah, about yeah. a two-minute featurette called uh, something like, I don't know, Dud Bolt puppet something, something, whatever. <laughs> that and, name sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a great clip. It's a great clip, and, uh, and they actually wow. talk about how they did the puppet, how – how they shot, I think, Dud Bolt for like almost a full day, and then he's in the in the actual movie for about seven seconds total. But can I can I just say, hold, can you imagine? Put yourself in 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 the seat of the camera operator, right? You're like, okay, I loved Star Wars when I was growing up. George Lucas called me to work on a Star Wars film, first one in almost two decades. And what am I doing today? I'm sitting and I'm looking at a puppet named Dud. In a little racer yep. thing that's happening in the middle of a movie. And my whole day is just shooting a puppet with a little antenna. <laughs> His name is Deadbolt. <laughs> like, that just has to be a very surreal, kind of sobering moment. I would love it. So that's, that's my pitch, guys. Wow. Deadbolt. Yeah. That's, that's solid. Pitch, man. For Team lie. TLF. Yeah, like, I can't good. call that. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, like, did you ever get so... It's the... What, what's, that, what's that pod again? The, the, Vul- the Vulturing 327. Let me see here. I'm gonna let me see the, the, the specs on this. Vulturing three twenty seven. Okay. It's pretty good. Are you checking from Racer? <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm looking at the racer and seeing if we got any I go okay, it goes seven hundred and sixty kilometers an hour. That's pretty good. That's pretty it's good. Right. It's pretty fast, yeah. <laughs> keep in mind keep in mind in the racer game, uh, you can upgrade your pod. So your you know, your pod when it starts isn't like your That's final true. product and and at one of my uh, I don't know. This is like burned into my memories. Y'all remember the what is happening in the background when you're upgrading your pod when you're in the shop in this game? Do you remember what you can hear? No. You can just is this hear a bulba getting a massage. No, you can just hear Watto humming the Cantina band song. He's just in the background going. <laughs> what? Hey, I do remember that. Like yeah. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I don't remember. Burned into my brain. That's that's fantastic. I'm like, oh, All right. Well, that's. All right, Deadbolt. Um, a solid, a solid opener, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, it's, not fa- it's not fair. It's what it is. Fair. Yeah, it's right. Uh, that's that's a tough <laughs> one. Well, good good start, uh, everyone. If you like Deadbolt, give Charles his flowers here. Let us know if you would if you would also put Deadbolt first. Um, I I want I want to jump in here with my guy because I similarly um, have a guy that I, I feel Deadbolt's great. Charles Deadbolt's awesome. I like him for you. I like him. I don't, for I don't, you. But I don't like him for us, you know. Okay. Because what I think we should do is grab a guy who's an outcast, who had to pick himself up, fight from the bottom, and get to where he is today, and that is the one and only Team Toe Pagalies, 
Uh, Team Toad. Look at this, man. Look at this insane character here. Driving with, he's the guy uh, for the listening <laughs> in the circular goggles. pod. Yeah, he's got goggles. He's like sitting in a little wheel. How uh, can which he see? loves. Um, because he's because he has to. He does it out of necessity. <laughs> like, he sees. He's like the one guy that can't actually job. see. <laughs> he is. So Team Toe, he's a Vecnoid from Moonus Mandel, and he actually was as he was growing up, legitimately an outcast from his home world. Like he was looked down upon, and the only way he ever got any respect was by becoming a pod racer. He tried so many different things. So he's going to fight harder for us because he knows that if he loses his ability to race, if he loses that, he's done. So he's hungry for it, right? He's never going to stop going. Um, he drives an IPG X1131 long tail pod. Oh, of course. Those are solid. Uh, of course. Now, Deadbolt, very respectable, 760 kilometers per hour. That's good. That's fine if you want to come in second. But if you want to win <laughs> – the IPG goes 775. But he can't see, and that means he can't take corners. I mean, he clean, he takes a couple at least. Look Not all of them. Look how big the freaking engines the are. The longest compared. engines. The longest <laughs> wow. engines of any pod racer, and that's a fact. Also, uh, anyone says that size that's doesn't matter is lying. Um, <laughs> they're giant is engines. Is this shot in the film? This is, like, pretty impressive quality. <laughs> yeah. This is. I don't remember stuff. seeing this at all. This was in the film. This. I mean, probably for about point zero two seconds as it whizzed yeah. by. Yes, it was by. <laughs> this took some guy like four weeks to do, and George was like, "All right, that's enough." <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, so Dud. So, so here's Dud, the, the cockpit. Yeah, that's the cockpit that. connected to it. Uh, team two also, aside from being a racer, aside from having a great giant pod. My boy has that dog in him, all right, in so many ways, because this uh, is – he's got that dog in him, um, because he is – I see you. I see you. He is, quote – Double down. He is infatuated with Anne Gella, who is one of Sebulba's masseuse Twi'leks. Her name is Anne. You know, the Star Wars name, Anne. Um, and apparently in, in Legends, this is real, um, at a party before the Buta Eve Classic, he heard Mars Guo hitting on her, saying, I can take you away from here. Come back with me. And Team Toe legit told Sebulba about it. And that is why Sebulba took Mars out in the race and freaking killed him. Eric, Team Toe's got ice in his veins. Eric, do you want to know who <laughs> all about helped take out Mars Guo with Sebulba? Deadbolt. That's great. Team Toe's a planner. Team Toe's a teammate guy. Even though that wasn't his team, he's not the right hand. He's like, you know what? If I can't have my girl, no one can. He is ruthless. <laughs> also, apparently, according to legends, he was canonically likely drunk during the race. <laughs> uh, he actually was at the lounge. Corey, you'd appreciate it. He's a lounge guy. He goes to the, the, okay, the Sky yep, Lounge. Yep. Speak my um, language. And he apparently, Jeez. <laughs> in, a, in a legend story, had multiple drinks beforehand. Um, lounge guy. And all, but also, he did not crash. During the classic, if you remember, a Tuscan Raider shot him with a slug thrower, <laughs> and um, the pod legit melted his ears off afterwards. Oh, he was so injured, but he kept racing because nothing keeps Team Toe down. He keeps on going. In subsequent years, he kept racing. He lost an eye, he lost an arm, and 
most importantly, he has an emotional side because eventually he met up with Leia um, in a story and sent her a copy of the vid of Anakin winning the Boonta Eve Classic. So he is the reason that Leia eventually got to see Anakin win and know about her father. So he's got the emotional side. What? He's got that dog in him, as we established. <laughs> and also, he's got the biggest pod, and it goes real fast. So Team Topagli's my dude. So Dud Bolt so far, or the one-eyed, one-armed, no-eared, can't-see-out-of-his-pod Team Toe. That's where we're at so far. That's right. <laughs> With a giant pod. His pod is so Gotcha. Long. <laughs> Just saying. We get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. The floor is open. Wes, Corey, who's, who's feeling good? I feel like we're, we're starting off with two pretty strong contenders. Also, I am 1,000% downloading Star Wars Pod Racer when we get off of this. I'm not coming at PS5. All right. I'll go next. So, um, the pod racing pilot that I chose is kind of a youngster in the eyes of uh, all the other all the other racers so he hasn't been doing it for very long but he's actually very very good at it um he is around the same he's he's he would what did you say like a teenager but not really um right. and i didn't know that until I, I just read that today but anyways um <laughs> my uh pod racing pilot is Odie mandrell so if That's nobody solid. knows what Odie Mandrell is, or it looks like, he is, he basically looks, he's humanoid, but has some strange ears. Um, and <laughs> he has a, he has a, it, it's almost reminiscent of a hat that, uh, that Omega's wearing in the Bad Batch now that I look at it. So <laughs> if you take a look here, it kind of looks oh the same God, it is. as that hat that she's wearing. <laughs> this guy Looks like he, he showed up, like, really stoned to class picture day and was like, I can't let anyone know. This guy, this guy <laughs> looks like uh, uh, Smurf had a baby with a camel. That's what he looks like. Wow, okay. Tell me I'm wrong. I like the headset that he's wearing. Like, yeah. you, ever see, yeah. you, ever, you ever, like, out in public or, like, in a restaurant and, like, one of those, like, truckers comes in and he, and he like, doesn't take off his headset and it's really yeah. awkward? Yeah. Charlie, I've been getting patients like this. I've had patients like this where they come in wearing their headset. It's like, dude, you can't convince me that it's not more comfortable to take that shit off and leave it in the car, bro. Like, why are you wearing that, dude? Uh, very important. Very important. Maybe he it's has just two over different one jobs. Year. One over one ear and they answer a phone call through their headset. It's just like, what is happening right now? I definitely so, used to wear back when Bluetooth headsets were in their infancy in high school. I used to like wear one on my ear, and just be like, oh yeah, no, this is, yeah, I don't know, I'm get a call. Yeah, I was more seen like, no calling like, me. You seem like God. the type, Eric. I definitely was. So <laughs> Odie was one of the youngest pod racers um, yeah. to, in the Boon to Eve, but he was basically what I said, a teenager. Um, he his pod racer or his engine i guess was a uh exelbrock xl and i feel like that is a i feel like that's kind of like a an ode to uh edelbrock or so it's like an actual engine uh engine block that you can nice, purchase nice. Uh-huh. um so it's an exelbrock xl 5115 engine Corey, you um, should buy that in your sim cart racer and it yeah, causes <laughs> serious <laughs> damage to other racers that he did not care about because he knew that those racers may have been better, but because his caused damage that he maybe get some kind of, he might get some kind of edge by, wow. by hurting others. But the main thing about Odie that you should think of over Dudbolt over, um, 
Who was yours? Aaron? Whatever oh his name God. is. The Tinto. Zach! <laughs> we forgot who Tinto, like the other guy. Oh, that, is. The dog guy, whatever. He got he that does. dog in him. <laughs> he got that. Okay. He does not care about fame. He does not care about money. He is all about the adrenaline rush. My man is a junkie, and he will do anything to win and to race. So I respect that. If, he, if he's got that need... It. And he's got that he's got that itch, that twinge, then he's gonna do it for racing. He's gonna win. He doesn't need money. He doesn't Can need that see, fame. I think it might help the people decide if we could see his uh his pod. Can we get a picture of his pod up here? Uh, yeah, I can put his pod up there. Is I also, is correct me from Oh no, that's the best pod. Yeah, that's, that's not uh, the best pod. I'm trying sexy to pod right there. I'm trying to get just let everybody see the the, the worst one. I did <laughs> I do want to say, isn't isn't Odie Mandrell? Isn't he the guy with the the pit droid, the pit crew that like got sucked it's up really into his bad. pod and exploded? Correct. So that is what ha- That is the bad part. That is what happened with. Um, that is what happened to Odie during okay. the the Boonty Eve Classic. He was stopped for a. He stopped. They had to do a pit stop. So I guess he had to fix something, or he had to refuel, or do whatever they do. And one of the pit droids got sucked up into his engine and broke. And so, end of race for him. And he has four engines on his on his racer. Let me pull it over here, mm. so we can all take a. So they might not be the gander. biggest engines, but there's the most. It's multiple. Well, no, Ben Quadraneros, no, 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 I think, has ben four. Ben well. yeah, yeah, has yeah. the most. He had two. He just. It basically kind of looked like Anakin's. Oh yeah, 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 they do, don't they? These are classic. Yeah. They they're look like, very they're much like Sebulba's like and no, like they're like Anakin's, but with the like orange from and, Sebulba, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They're classic. They're classic looking. Oh, in. is that his flag down there? We could do a whole episode just on the flags that oh each my God. racer has. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, Vexology. fun with flags. Odie Mandrell. Flags. Um, fun legends <laughs> facts, like y'all were talking about earlier, the swoop racing. So, uh-huh. Odie lived on Tatooine, local boy, and oh, he worked in old Mespa, uh, Moss Espa Grand Arena. So, he's now a swoop racing, it's now a swoop racing arena. He was employed by Olda alongside his previous competitor, Timto Pagalis. Yeah! So, he's employed, so he works for you. Eric. Okay, well, yeah, well yeah, yeah. let's, let's just the, talk let's get the out guy of under my guy. Great idea. <laughs> oh, crap. All right, I'll so, take his boss, thanks. Several months after the Battle of Endor, Luke Skywalker came to the arena seeking information on his father, Anakin. Odie and Timto recalled the events of the Boonta Eve Classic for the young Skywalker and pointed him to Anakin's friend, W. Wald. For more information, who is W. Wald? I think it's just Wald, right? Yeah, it's just Wald. That, that, just Wald. that was the was little Rodian, okay. wasn't it? Okay, he's a Rodian, yeah. yeah. He was a Rodian. Yeah, um, okay. I thought was Greedo. Yeah. Is that, yeah one, right. is that the one he beats the shit out of in that alley in that deleted scene? <laughs> it might be. That's one of the best scenes in all of the novelization. No kidding. It is. It is. He beats the crap out of that kid, man. And then also, so in 8 ABY... Han and Leia Organa Solo appeared at the arena looking for a fast transport to catch the runaway Kitster Kenshani Benai and recover the grass painting Kalik Twilight. Anybody? Anybody know that's great. I'm just making, I, I'm just reading words. words. This it is what Odie the slack sounds like when you guys talk about Doctor stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Odie who prepared Han and Route to swoop bike. So it, it was him that helped them, like with a swoop bike that got them to where they needed to go. So. He's in there. Okay. He's in some nice. legend stuff. He helps stuff. out. Yeah. And he's a junkie. He helps out. 
<laughs> I like it. I like I like Odie. I will say the pod is pretty. It looks like it goes like 794, so it's pretty fast pod. We we have to replace the crew, of course. So we got to get all new pit droids because they were not what we wanted. But all right, okay. I don't mind him. Um, Corey. Corey. Bring us home. Who's 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 possibly going to compare with our our three studs here? Well, you know, listen. You guys may have puppets, big engines, whatever Wes has. <laughs> Drugs. Drugs. Adrenaline. <laughs> what you guys are missing is neck. It's not heart. <laughs> I'm talking straight throat. <laughs> oh, my God, Corey. <laughs> You're gonna Take give me a million dollars to neck, guess neck the word. Immediately. This my friends is Gascano, alright? He's the only alien. <laughs> the only alien. <laughs> I can't even say it. He's the only alien with the word gas in his name. You tell me he's not a winner? Come on, bro. But it's Gano. But the gas, gas is Gano. Gas is Gano. Because he, like, you, you, you see him. He takes off in front of you. And you're like, man, that guy's Gano. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Gas Gano in 60 seconds. <laughs> That's the oh next God. Star Wars story. Yeah. Please. That's why, that's, that's why we haven't seen any, any pod racing. Yeah. They've, been, they've been busy filming Gascano in 60 seconds. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, man. Strong open. Strong open. Uh, I like that he's protecting all that neck with his little, yeah. with his little uh, collar. Yeah. He's let's talk about oh. let's talk about Gascon. All right, so I admit that uh, I am not nearly well versed in pod racing lore as uh, the other guys on the show. Charles is like savant level genius when it comes to this stuff, and I don't even remember playing the N sixty four game. Like, really, I, I didn't play it much. I played Rogue Squadron mostly, um, but um, you know, Charles, I, I was like, hey, who do I need to take? Charles is like Gascano. <laughs> he knew immediately. Corey, and, Corey uh, is I, just I like hedging this. things right now so that if he doesn't win, it's actually <laughs> my fault. <laughs> Smart. That's true. That's true. Uh, but I did pull this guy up. Um, Gascano was a Zexto or Sexto. I don't know how you say his name. With a neck like that, it's probably Sexto. I mean, he looks like he swallowed like a, like swallow a whole bottle of Viagra. But anyway... <laughs> All right, put the explicit <laughs> tag on this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Dear God. Oh, anyway, no. uh, Zexto, whatever. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, Probably good. Interesting, interesting species. So oh. he looks very, They look very similar to uh, Yariel Poof, but they're uh-huh. different species. It's not the yeah. same species. Um, they're a little different. Um, Wes has got, got his uh, pod racer pulled up. It's like the... It's the green one that were kind of like tall and like I don't know, slender. tall and thin like him. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, it's a vanity project. Yeah, and he doesn't have a lot of screen time either. He's only on screen for for a little while. But there are some interesting facts about him. 
Um, he was uh, he was sponsored by Gardula Hut. I think that's pretty interesting. Oh, that's, that um, is interesting. Okay, that's a sure. that's a well thought out expanded universe character, I guess. At yep. this point, um, Gardula the Hut's been around a lot, and uh, this was like um, she like sponsored him <laughs> because she was hoping to beat uh, Jabba, who sponsored like Saboba, right? So like they were kind of competing with each other. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was the most most interesting fact about this is on the um, on the legend side of this, um, there is some theory that Gascano is actually in the cantina in episode four, which is pretty wild. Um, ah. There is a there is another alien that is almost certainly a Zexto in the cantina in episode four, and uh, there is talk that hmm. it could have been. Um, like because there are some books that talk about <laughs> there being a pod racer present in the cantina, and then there's this guy in the background. So like two and two together, people are essentially saying maybe this is yeah. this is the guy in the background, which is pretty Why not? interesting. Why actually. not? I love, it when they, know? I love it when they do that with the original trilogy stuff. So yeah, just um, go for it. This guy's scary looking though. He's this crazy long <laughs> neck. I, quite frankly, I don't see how in the hell he can even hold his face forward. Like if he's going. <laughs> How fast do you say pod it's racers go? 700, almost 800 kilometers an hour. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something ridiculous like that. So it's very funny. The The Formula One racers, they all have huge necks. Like, it's a very <laughs> obvious characteristic about them because the G-forces that it takes to, to move, like, just to look forward in a Formula <laughs> One car is ridiculous. So, like, all the racers, look at pictures of the drivers sometimes. They have these huge necks. Charles Leclerc, especially, who drives for Ferrari, like – no. He's known for this huge muscular neck. is ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, the fact that this guy <laughs> God, is going, like, so three much. times, like, three or four times as fast as a Formula 1 car, like, you can't, you're telling me that <laughs> when he's, like, sitting up in his pod race, he doesn't just go... <laughs> That's, that's what, that's what, that, that is what would happen, all right? His, his neck would be at full extension. That's what his other two arms are for, to, like, hold his head hold forward his head. while his other two are doing <laughs> the controls. Exactly. <laughs> what his arms so are for, dexterous. 100%. He's got some interesting elbow knee joints going on. He does. Like, he like he does. <laughs> I had this God. action figure as a kid. No way. Yeah. You're the Gascano guy? You're like, I got to have it. <laughs> wow. That's all, that's all I got. Mm. I mean, I, you came Baby in hot, Corey. I'm not going to lie. Got <laughs> Man, if you were ever in a, in a car at the top of you know uh, the makeout point with Gascano and you went necking with him, it would be a hell of an experience. Oh, necking would be sure. <laughs> um, wow. So you got huh. dead. Four. You got team toe. Crocodile. Yep. Crocodile. Yep. You got Ordy. Camel Smurf. Old man. Old man with headset. Old man with you got Gascano. Neck. <laughs> neck. Oh, I think man. most importantly here, though, I think. Everyone has to remember that we did. None of us chose Anakin Skywalker or Sabolba. That's right. Can that's I, all that really matters. Can I if, give if a you point? A loser. That's too easy. Can I give yeah. a point to that might help um, Corey? I think Gasgano got second place in the Boondock oh, Classic. I'm pretty sure he he, really? he actually finished the race. Is he the, the only other racer that finished? No, I know uh, Eve Endicott also finished, which who we didn't talk about. But I love playing as him on racer. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think Gano got, like, second place. That's pretty solid. 
You know what? I I'm, think I'm, that I'm looking, all the, I'm looking all the images from the film of Gascano, and his neck is a different thickness in every single image. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be your some, new some thing. Weird, like, yeah, you got some weird neck fetish. Probably need a whole he also has this, uh, there's, there's also a shot where he's like looking at the camera, and uh, like all the other racers are behind him, and he's like, you know, you're seeing it like from, from the front, and he's like leaning forward really hard. He's a huge Adam's apple. Like, I've never seen an Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big old bone in his, his neck. Just thought you guys should know. God, I don't <laughs> feel good about it. I'm never playing as him. I can't do it. This is too much now for me. <laughs> I thought you guys should know. <laughs> Overall, though, I think we all I think we all have very solid choices. Uh, we're gonna as, as we cultivate the next upcoming season, everyone, we'll let you know who we put our money behind uh, because there's gonna be, I'm, I'm sure, uh, a very vibrant pod racing season coming up. But most importantly, if you get nothing else. Out of all of our presentations, it's this. Um, more pod racing. Please. Do yeah. actual pod racing. Games. Please do it. Shows. Somebody do it, man. This guy's neck is <laughs> actually is wider than his head. Look at that guy. He's a Ferrari driver. Look at that this guy. That neck is too big. Put you it back. Up, you need to look up Charles Leclerc. West. I don't like that neck. <laughs> I don't, I don't like I that should. neck. Um, it's fantastic. But let's hope. Let's hope we get some pod racing again. Riot racing was fun, but come on. There has no substitute. There have been a lot of uh, pod racing Easter eggs. I think there were a couple That's in true. Brotherhood yep. um, by Mike Thank Chen. You, Mike so there's yep. a couple there. I mean, it keeps it keeps getting brought up. And then there was that thing that happened. Was that it? I don't remember Celebrate. what this was from. Was it At celebration? celebration? Yeah, there yeah. was that that uh, picture of like all these things that may or may not be coming in books and stories soon. Yeah. And, a and pod they had things like Thurm Scissor Punch, who was in the High Republic Adventures, Sabe, who was in the Queen's books, yeah. and Invader, and pod racing was on there. So yeah. it's like exactly. I think it was. I think it was Brotherhood was the reference. I think yeah, that was, maybe. Was yeah, after, but they never showed it. Afterward, they, yeah, yeah, it, they was, did such a, it was such a subtle thing. I mean, it was yeah. a little cool detail, but like, I don't know. I'm ready for a full on scene in something. Like yes. I don't know. It's yeah. just. I don't know why they don't want to go there. It's well, like, if I you if you want extra pod racing, uh, I really I mean I I talk about this novelization enough tonight, but uh, the episode one, the Phantom Menace novelization by Terry Brooks, there are extra pod racing bits in there as well, including yep. I think the whole book opens, if I remember correctly, with how Anakin lost the preceding race to Sebulba because he got yeah. flashed or whatever by his engines. Yeah. It's so, an awesome racing scene. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really is worth a read. Yep. Well, go read that, everybody. Go watch the pod racing scene again if you haven't. Um, but for right now, we'll be back next week. We'll see what happens. Again, in two weeks, all questions, DM us. Email us, ericatutini.com. Go on our Discord channel, Living Force, and just tell us what you want us to talk about. We're very happy to do that. But for now, stop your engines. Because that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you already support us on Patreon, this is what you paid for. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, thank you so much. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and James T., Elizabeth Cloutier, Ashley Ingalls, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter at Living Force Pod, at Eric Eilerson, Corey M. Helton, C. Henkel, and Boss West. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey Charles and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. 
There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.